Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Camel, as we say 100. Okay, so I have a great guest today, and I feel he's great. He said he's great. We know he's great. So, hey, John, how are you? Caramel, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. This looks like it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah, this is going to be super, super great. So, now, I am not, I don't know anything about computers. I don't know anything. I'm like, I stick to one thing and that's it. Once I learn it, I don't even go any further. So, Mm -hmm. at the age of 14, um... You were selling sloppy, floppy disks. Yeah. In high sloppy school. Discs. Yeah, yeah, you're dating me. You're putting all my all my business out there. So, uh, yes, I did do that. And uh, honestly, that was the first time I I became super interested in being an entrepreneur. So I was a geek. Let's be real. I, I spent most of my time with computers and books and understanding the world. In high school. Uh, early high school, I went to a school that had a computer, like, um, specialization. It was a trade school. So yeah. you can do computers. You can learn how to fix glasses. You can learn how to do automotive. So it was a, it was a high school that was focused on after you leave the high school, you can get a job kind of thing. And so computer skills was one of the things that they focused on. And, um, I took a class where you would go into, imagine you go into the class, there's a whole bunch of these giant, like, big screen computers on the desks. Mm-hmm. When, you look, when you look at the screen, it's not like your computer right now where you see, you see all the beautiful colors and background. Everything was green and just text. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and on the side of the screen is a big, giant, like, drawer where you can put this big floppy disk, you know, and those big black disks, you put it in there. And then all of those computers were connected by wires to a giant computer in a room that was closed off with a lock that only the teacher had access to. And that's the main brain of the computer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you sit down, you write your, you write your, your code to do something like that. You know, we would do, they would give us different exercises and stuff like that. And then when you were done with your exercise, it would print it out onto this little punch card, and then that punch card would be read in by that big computer that was in the other room. Yeah. And it would process it, would process it, and give you the results back. So you can write your program, and you can save it on the floppy disk and take it home. But once the disk was full, you had to get your own. Either you buy it from them, and they, you know, they have a, a few here and there. Or you can buy it from me, John. I went out and <laughs> I went out and figured out where where they sourced the uh, floppy disk from, and I found a vendor and I said, you know, I'd like to buy this from you. And I actually found a vendor that made different colors: red, yellow, green. Yeah. So so uh, I I saved up money with the help of my brother, and uh, I I bought a whole bunch. And then I would come to class and sell it for, you know, twice, twice, this, <laughs> twice the cost of what they sold it at school. And people ate them up because they were sexy, you know, red, yellow, you know, you can get, you can buy colors, you know. So instead of selling M&Ms or anything or, you know, Girl Scout cookies. You were selling floppy disks. Yeah, I was selling, selling floppy disks. And that was the first of, you know, let's call it many entrepreneurial, you know, adventures I've been on for the last 25 years or so. 
Oh my God! You can tell this story to somebody, and this is, <laughs> I wasn't selling M and M's. I was selling floppy disks. One hundred percent. All right, exactly. You know, most most people look like me. You know, they they selling M and M's. Exactly. Well, uh, M&M's, well, I don't have red and green um, M&M's, but I have red and yeah. fluffy dishes. Fluffy dishes. <laughs> that is so well, funny. Well, can you get colors? No, you can't get colors from them. You can only get colors from me. So. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's how it all, that, that's, that's that story. That is super awesome, super awesome. So you have a mission, and your mission is, is straightforward. Like you definitely um, um, have a path that you want to go on, and I, I don't yeah. see like anything is going to get you off that path. So, what? Tell everybody your mission, and why do you want to continue this? What you're doing, like the mission that you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. So I run a company now called Saluna Saluna Computing. And our mission is to make renewable energy a global superpower. We want everybody to have access, and I, when I mean everybody, I'm talking about billions of people around the world and um, whatever level in society you are, you should have access to cheap, low-cost, green energy. Because mm-hmm. um, we all know by now, no matter how you, you know, how you look at the climate issue, good or bad, we really need to uh, unplug from this drug that we've been attached to, which is, you know, fossil fuels, oil. There's all sorts of geopolitical challenges with that. And in order to combat climate change, we really need to shift our focus to more sustainable uses of energy. Now, there's a lot of money coming into that space. I'm talking about hundreds of billions of dollars. I'm talking about stuff that, you know, if you want to imagine, most people don't even know what a billion dollars looks like, let alone $700 billion. But the point is, massive amounts of capital is coming in to build and replace coal plants, you know, gas plants with wind farms, solar farms, hydro plants to really get us to more of a green position. And the president and um, the Senate just passed a bill that's going to throw $400 million at the challenge as well. And so the problem, though, is as you start to add all of these green um, electrons, there's this little-known secret about the renewable energy industry that I'm going to bring everybody into. And that is that a lot of the energy that gets created by these power plants – so, you know, if you drive out to Texas, the West Texas, you'll see – Wind farms, ranches, cows, horses. Yes. Yep, exactly. There's barely any people there, but there's a lot of these big turbines generating energy. About a third of that energy never actually makes it to the grid. It just gets wasted. Mm. And that's, that's going to make it harder for us to get hit our goal if these power plants are basically losing money because they can't sell all the power they generate. So our tagline at our company is sell every megawatt. And the way we do that is we build these really specialized data centers mm-hmm. that sit that sit right at where the power plant is. And when it has a wasted energy, we buy it, we absorb it, and then we turn it into computing. Um, 
you know, computing that you can use to figure out if there's a if there's a new uh, drug that we can use to fight COVID, mm-hmm. uh, solve cancer, um, make a better uh, decision on which movie to watch next, uh, drive Bitcoin, and, oh, wow. uh, and other and other crypto type computing. Those are all the types of computing that that we endeavor to put in our facilities. And what that does is it acts like a battery. So when there's excess energy, we turn it into something that can be transported anywhere, right? You can you can connect to computers and, and do stuff over computers anywhere you happen to be. So we can put these things in remote areas to do this type of computing. Now the question is like, why is this? Where? Why is this? Why? Where does this wasted energy come from? Why is there so much wasted energy? Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, okay. why? Why? Why is that exactly? Well, the answer to that question is uh, because of the way the grid was built. The grid, which is what drives all of our, you know, lives, we sort of take it for granted. It's this quiet, you know, humming thing. So when you plug in your phone, it goes boop boop, and you know, yep. start charging, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you just assume that's gonna happen, you know. Right. Plug in the toaster, your coffee machine, <laughs> and everything's hunky dory. The only time you want to know what the hell's going on with the grid when it stops, is there's a blackout, <laughs> right? There's no power. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what the hell? What am I paying for? You know, things like that. Yes. Well, there are billions of people in the world that experience that. They're not sure when they plug something in, they're going to have power every day. There's a tremendous amount of you know challenges with that. But in the places in the Western world where energy is a huge part of what we do and it works really well. The reason it works well is because the grid was designed for perfect synchrony. Mm. See, the grid and all these utilities know exactly how many people live in their region, how much power they're going to use, what your house has in it, all that kind of stuff. And then they build power plants that they can turn on right away or turn off right away that can deliver the energy that you need at any time during the day, during the night, etc. That's called a synchronous system. Okay, mm-hmm. you with me so far? So you got power plants that produce power that match the demand. Okay, uh-huh. and the grid has total control. So think of like you know the guys in the big room with all the screens, and they're turning stuff on and off. They can control it. It's called dispatchable control. Now, when you shift to renewable energy, you don't have control of the power plant anymore. Right. Mother Nature decides when the energy is going to produce. The wind blows or the wind doesn't blow. <laughs> uh-huh. The sun is always shining, but there might be some clouds, you know, blocking the sun, right? Right. It's it's a rainy season or it's a dry season. And that determines how much power is being produced at any given time. Sometimes there's more power than the demand. Sometimes there's not enough power for that demand. That's the challenge that you start to get when you start adding what are known as intermittent power plants, power plants that are not always running that you can't really control. So in the in the, in the the cases where these wind turbines, and it's really windy, like let's say in Oklahoma or Texas, and it's generating uh, wind power, and people are asleep, there's no way for that, there's nowhere for that power to go. And there's no battery big enough to store it. Mm-hmm. So the, the grid has to ask those power plants to shut down or shrink yeah. their facilities, okay. and that's where you start to get waste. Wow. So, that yeah, yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. 
So when you say that you want to make your mission is to make sure that everybody can afford, right? So when you say everybody can afford, because some people might be skeptical of what you're trying to do, what do you do about that when people is kind of like, uh, I don't know if that's going to work or, you know, um, we might can't afford it or, you know, we don't know exactly like, you know, what we're going to do if we can't afford it. So what what's your answer to that? So my answer is that everything in life that is new and innovative is an incremental process. So, you, you know, people tell me that's a very ambitious goal, John. You want to make renewable energy the dominant right. source of energy in the world. And it has all these problems like intermittency and so forth. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. What you got to do is you got to start with that as a big goal, and then you start solving small challenges. You solve one little problem one at a time, and you build that up like a snowball into the ultimate goal. So what we do is we go to parts of the country where this problem is acute, where it's really happening in a big way, mm-hmm. and then we build we build these data centers one at a time for each one of the projects, slowly but surely addressing the issue. Before you know it, we have a huge footprint of these data centers and we have a huge customer base using the computing, and suddenly computing is greener, uh, there's less wasted energy, and there's more green power on the grid. The more green power goes on the grid, mm-hmm. the lower the cost of electric- electricity will become. Okay. And so that's how, uh, that's how I answer that question. I don't try to boil the ocean. I boil one cup of tea. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. That's how you do so when you when you tell people your plan and your mission, and just like you say, your friend was like, "How can you can how can you do this with the whole world is, is basically messed up," you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and so, do you feel like, regardless of what people say about how you feel about what you want to do with your company, that you're going to continue doing what you're doing and continue your mission no matter what happens? Absolutely. Um, I have a saying. It's uh, focus, advance, never, ever stop. Wow. So I focus on what can I do right now that's possible. I don't focus on the impossibility aspect. People tell me, that, that is no, do you know all the challenges you got to solve? And I'm like, I know them all, but I'm not going to try to solve all of them. I solve one at a time. Mm-hmm. I, focus, I focus on the ones that I can hit right away. I I make once I hit that I advance and then I start again but I never ever stop the engine just keep on going it's like it's like if you're doing like a really long run right people say man I gotta I gotta they, they try to finish it really fast no I go slow I take one step at a time mm-hmm. and I build that momentum that energy over time and then suddenly I hit my goal and then I start again so that's how I address people. Um, you know, trying to essentially use negative thought mm-hmm. to deter getting to the mission. The mission can be accomplished if you focus on the positive aspects and focus on getting 1% better every day. And I believe that 100%. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. think about the negative first um, mm-hmm. before they can even think about the positive. They have all these negative thoughts. 
huh? If this go wrong, if this go wrong, what do I do? Da, da, da. But if you have that positive thought and say, hey, I'm just going to move forward and don't think about the negativity, and then all these positive things can happen, right? Exactly, 100%. Yeah. And it's hard, though. I got to tell you, Caramel, it's hard not to, you know, go go down the negative loop, you know? Yeah. And I, I fight with myself all the time, and I've learned some techniques to basically get the conversation out of my head mm-hmm. and write it down. Like, get all the negative thoughts down and written down so you can see them. Then they're not so unapproachable anymore. Then you can right. say, okay, like, which one is the least hardest one? Let me go work on that one first. <laughs> exactly. And you'll be, be surprised that... uh it's less hard than you actually think once you start working on it. Yeah, yeah. And so so you are you are a ultimate newer who so floppy this is at fourteen. Started your business your first business at twenty eight. And so what advice will you give someone if when they're trying to start up a, you know, first startup company for themselves? Oh, I got I, I read a whole blog on this, but I'm I'm gonna give some I'm, I'm gonna give some highlights. Um, the first is uh, you really have to focus on the customer. So if you're building a solution, make sure you're solving a real problem. I can't tell you how many times I've seen products, technologies with no customer. Mm-hmm. So my in my third business, I really perfected this. We spent like almost a year and a half. We didn't write a single line of code. We didn't, we didn't build anything until we fundamentally understood the problem we were solving. We just spent time talking to people. What's your pain? What's your pain? What, what is the problem? What's the issue that you have to run into? Mm-hmm. And once, they, once we crystallize around what that is, then we can f- focus on creating a solution to the problem because we knew the problem was there and it was big enough for us to really be able to build a business uh, around it. Mm-hmm. So so one, one, one piece of advice is, Make sure you start with the customer and work backwards to the solution. The second is um, so many people are focused on. I gotta go get that 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 big VC check. Yes. I gotta get to my I gotta get to my first billion dollar unicorn rating. You know, that's <laughs> not the only way to build a business. And by the way, those you know those those ones that you see in the in the magazine and social, all these guys you know making billions and whatnot, they're few and far between. You know, you can do you know, singles and doubles and build a nice business and then take it from there, you know. So you don't have to always build a business that's going to be a venture-backed business. You can build a great lifestyle business that solves real problems and be very successful doing that. Or you can build a business that needs venture capital because the opportunity is so big. And between those two points, there's a spectrum of things you can do. So don't get locked into this feeling that you've got to go get, you know, these big funds or professional money. There's lots of things. There's angel, there's friends and family that can help you get bootstrapped and started. The third is focus, 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 focus. Uh, I don't know how many, how many times is laser focus. When you, once you start your business, your goal is to be the best that you can be at that one thing, one thing. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do two things, three things. Perfect that one thing and do it in a way such that it's really hard for anybody else to do it better than you. And I don't care if it's like, you know, you open a restaurant that serves, you know, special type of hot dogs on right. brioche, brioche buns. Be the best at that that you can be. 
and look at every aspect of it, how and, and every aspect of that business, and think about how you can improve it. Uh, you know, and do that. And then the last one I'll share is uh, every business is about people. You really have to uh, have the right team. Make sure if you're like a, a, a lone or solo solo entrepreneur, make sure you have a partner or advisors around you because there are so many different problems and mistakes that you can avoid by just going to uh, uh, folks who've done it before and uh, you know helping you avoid what I like to call unoriginal mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes because we're going to make them every time as we build or start something new. It's not okay to make unoriginal ones because you could have found somebody who, who originated it and they can help you avoid it. That is very great advice because, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much they got to focus. They have to be tunnel vision. They have to go focus, like look straight ahead and mm-hmm. don't look side on the side because once you look on the side, guess what, you're going to, Go go to the left and be like, oh, okay, I got to do this now, you know. And exactly, that's right. <laughs> no, that's right. I, I call it the shiny object. Yeah. Uh, you're running, you you're doing your thing, and it's working. It's like, oh, huh, I, I wonder, I wonder if I can do this other thing over here. <laughs> and forget exactly. it. Your business is gonna die right there because if you once you go to that shiny object, then you're not focused on the core business. See. Exactly. It's really important to focus on the core business. Exactly. And and another thing, too, is that a lot of people also want fast money, you know. And and like you said, uh, you know, money will come, but you have to take your time. As they say, that you have to crawl before you walk. And a lot of people want to walk before they crawl. You know what I'm saying? They throw it backwards. Yeah, they see everybody making it rain and think it's easy to do that. It's not It's not easy. <laughs> exactly. It's not easy. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a tremendous amount of resilience because you're going to get, you know, you're gonna, I say you're going to get punched in the face a lot, you know. Yeah. And, and you've got to be focused to understand what to do next, you know. So, yeah. And, and, and you're right, it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint, right? It's going to take time for you to build. Exactly, exactly. Like you say, it took you like a year to – to even know which direction we're going to go. Which direction we're going to go, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Wow, John. So you have a a great mission, and I know some people think you're crazy on your mission, and yeah, <laughs> and you got to be very yeah. you got to be very strong. Because I know I can see people yeah. like, uh, what are you trying to do with the world, you know? And you got to be very you got to be very strong. And I just want to say I just thank you for taking your time out with me um you know and i see that it's going to be great things especially when you want to make sure that everybody has the same opportunity you know a lot of people don't like everybody having the same opportunity no matter you know which range you are if you you know rich level poor level middle level whatever but you know people like you are are great to have around because you're trying to make sure that everybody benefits what you're trying to do Indeed, indeed. And that's well, I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you. Oh, thanks. So let everybody know, like, where they can find you or what, what can they do to help or if they have any questions that they want to talk to you about. Or, you know, I know that, you know, you're doing great things and you, you're trying to change the world. And, what you know, if you need any help or how can people contact you? Absolutely. So 
Absolutely. So the best way to learn about um, what we're doing at Saluna Computing is to go to salunacomputing.com. We're also on social. We're uh, at Saluna Holdings. We're a public company, uh, uh, NASDAQ, Saluna, uh, S-L-N-H. And uh, we are on social at, at Saluna Holdings. Uh, we've got a LinkedIn page that where we post all the projects we're working on. Uh, we're on YouTube. You can actually see some of some of the sites we're building. It's super cool. They're all named after uh, famous women scientists. So we're working on Dorothy, Dorothy Vaughn, which is the famous African-American human computer in Texas. Uh, it's a big facility there. So you can learn about uh, that. We're really interested in young, bright uh, professionals that are uh, curious about the renewable energy space and want to join a company with an incredible mission like ours, you know, come, come, come talk to us. We're looking for, for talent in different parts of the organization. Data-centric technologists, uh, software people, uh, corporate development people focused on finding wind farms and solar farms that have problems that can work. Analysts. So any of, if, if your audience is young coming out of the university, we want to talk to you. So go to salunica.com and reach out to us. Um, if you enjoyed the advice that I gave on entrepreneurship, uh, as I said, I, I do pen a, a personal blog where I write about my learnings as an entrepreneur and a CEO, things that I, 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 I notice every day and insights that I write down to remind myself. Uh, you can go to ceoplaybook.co, ceoplaybook.co. I'm also on Medium as well. So those are the places where I hang out. Wow, look at you. Big baller, shot caller. <laughs> <laughs> one, one day at a time, you know, one step at a time. Exactly, time. exactly. It's okay. been a pleasure talking to you, honestly. Um, you know, I never met a, a person in my life that, I, you know what, I do like comedy as well. And I, this yeah. is like a great comedy skit for me. I, honestly, <laughs> I know this guy named John, he doesn't sell in the name. He's like, fuck <laughs> Exactly. That's why I just talking about that. That's why you, that's why you're super cool, right? <laughs> so, John, I just want to say thank you and bless you for everything that you're doing, and I just wish you the best of everything and just good luck with your um, endeavors or what you're trying to do. And I can't wait to actually tell everybody, like, I know somebody who's going to save the world, you know. <laughs> And just continue doing, just doing you, and keep focus, 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 focus. So, absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome, Thanks and God so bless much. you. Bye bye.